What's up, yo? Thanks for tuning in Asian Bitches Down Under, the podcast all about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diaspora point of view in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show by Apple, Google or Spotify or any podcast platform of your choice. And we welcome our listeners to support our show by sending us comments, give us review and share our podcast with your fellow podcast lovers. Make sure you check out the episode's show notes for any collaborations we are working with to promote. Thanks again and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian Bitches Down Under. It is now February. Yeah, the fourth day of the Lunar New Year. Yeah, we yeah. just had our celebration last weekend. Yeah. Which is and always is a massive feast in our oh, parents' place. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, some people actually stay over at their parents' place. Hey, isn't that tradition? Yeah, it's a I tradition. Know. Like you go over the yeah. midnight and then yeah. you um, light up the firecrackers to like kind of scare away the evil spirits for the oh, new yes. year. We didn't do that. I think we did that when we were in Taiwan, like when we were really, Taiwan, really yeah, little. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think yeah. like most immigrants... Obviously, we couldn't do we that couldn't here. Do that. <laughs> in Australia, fire hazard. But, yeah, I mean, we'd get, we'd get fined, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our neighbors will complain, and then and then they'll call the cops, etc., etc. Yeah. But um, our nephews and nieces and your kids did play with sparkles. Yeah, sparkles and kind of they had fire. lanterns without the candles in them to yeah. the lantern parade. Oh my god, is that what they were doing? Yeah, they were walking around the house with <laughs> the so lanterns cute. I bought for them. Oh my yeah. god, I totally didn't know. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. So happy New Year to all the y'alls, guys, all out there, all y'all who don't follow the Gregorian calendar. Praise <laughs> to you guys. You know what's um, funny? Um, yeah. I had two of my white friends send me texts and saying Happy Lunar New Year. <laughs> nice. I was just I like a bit that. of a surprise. Like, yeah. She was like, oh, you know, no one actually celebrated within my social circles before yeah. and now they're sending texts. They, they know it. They know yeah. it, yeah. Because yeah, it's everywhere. Because, yeah. you know, like with the podcast episodes escape. we've done yeah. these day, in the last couple of weeks, yeah, it's like everywhere. Lunar New Year seems to per- be pervasive in that it's penetrated white spaces, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Like I think you sent me even... Uh, Black Star Pastry in Newtown, they were doing some sort yes. of Lunar New Year special cake or something like that. Yeah, macarons or something yeah. like that. But the thing yeah. is that I think their pastry chefs are Asians. That's oh, thing. okay. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I just texted my Asian friends saying, like, Happy New Year and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So that was nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. And hearing about their feasts and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we get to celebrate sharing. twice. We, we get to get f- money. Well, I didn't get money. We're adults now. But, you know, the kids, they get to celebrate Christmas. And then like, a <laughs> month the later. New year. New year. New year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like score, trifecta. Yeah. I mean, what are they called? Hattrick? No. It's Hattrick will, will, will need, like, if, if, you, if you are, like, if your parents are two different races and you live in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you can have, like, a hattrick. <laughs> That's right, okay. Speaking of hat-tricks, um, this week I have, along with my special person in my life, mm-hmm. um, gone th- continued to go through the Nora Ephron filmography. Yes. Um, and the next two films we saw after Mixed Nuts is um, Heartburn mm-hmm. and My Blue Haven. So Sorry, My Blue Heaven. So these are the two films we saw this week. 
Heartburn is um, a movie starring Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep, and it's based, I believe, on Nora Ephron's memoir of the same name. Oh, okay. And it's really about her marriage to Carl Bernstein, who was one of the guys in All the President's Men, one of the journalists who exposed Watergate. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, Heartburn, that movie, was kind of dull. It didn't really have a plot. Like, Meryl Streep is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to watch her in that role uh, right after uh, Don't Look Up, where she plays like a maniacal blonde president. President, yeah, you know? like the Trump. So it's funny. Yeah, yeah but um, in Heartburn, she plays basically her, um, basically Nora Ephron's character. She's kind of like a freelance journalist. Mm-hmm. And she meets this womanizing guy who played by Jack Nicholson, and was, and we believe it is based on Carl Bernstein. Who, I think she was married three or four times. And so was he. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a, a marriage story. That's all it is. It's just about his philandering affairs and he, her being portrayed. So I didn't really enjoy that movie, but it was still useful to... Like, I love watching movies in the 80s where you see these actors where, who I grew up with and I only ever knew them old, you mm-hmm. know, like Clint Eastwood or Jack Nicholson. When they're well Street, into their ever, 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've only ever seen the old, but it's good to... It's so interesting to see them in, when they're in prime, their youth. Like when yeah. they're young, mm-hmm. yeah. I shouldn't say in their prime. I mean, Meryl Streep still, yeah. is still in her prime. Uh, but I just mean like in their youth, yeah. Like mm-hmm. Meryl Streep um, when, they, when she was so young. And yeah, and then uh, last night we watched My Blue heaven Mm -hmm. which i haven't heard of either Mm. and um it's just about it's kind of like a crime it's it's marketed as like a crime comedy and it's star stars um steve martin okay yeah steve martin is always a comedy yeah exactly i don't think he does any other genres yeah and steve martin is also in mixed nuts Mm -hmm. so he has like a history with nora efron and this one is just about like rick um the other main guy is rick monaris who is the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, uh, the nerdy-looking yeah. short yeah. dude? Yes. Yeah. He's so good. Like, uh, he's just fantastic. And he plays this, like, um, CIA cop who's supposed to protect uh, Steve Martin. Okay. Um, to see Martin's in some sort of witness protection program. Uh-huh. And yeah. He's a criminal. <laughs> so the only annoying thing about this movie, My Blue Heaven, is that the fact that Steve Martin tries to act as a like Italian gangster and so he has oh, a really annoying accent, accent. And it, uh-huh. yeah, oh my yeah God. it's really uh, frustrating it, he doesn't do a good job of it but it's like much more entertaining than Heartburn mm. and um, yeah I generally liked it yeah um, and then our next film I don't know what it is I think it's Cookie um, we're not watching it chronologically because you know her famous movies are scattered between these periods like she I think her next film after or before My Blue Heaven was um, When Harry Met Sally uh-huh and then you know there's sleepers in Seattle somewhere in there. Um, Tom so Hanks, she, she's um, yeah movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she's really a hit and miss. Some films of hers are brilliant. The best mm-hmm. one being You've Got Mail, <laughs> and then some ones, some movies are just kind of like forgotten, completely forgotten. Like, have you heard of Heartburn or? No. My Blue Heaven? Because I haven't. No, yeah, I haven't. yeah. So it's so Never. interesting. You know, yeah. it's so... But how old are those movies? Are they the 80s? Oh, they're in the 80s and yeah. early 90s. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's so great for me to go back and watch these films because it's just... It's useful for me to understand that just because someone has directed a classic film doesn't mean all their films were classic. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of good for me to know that. You don't have to be perfect, I guess. That's right, I'm yeah. I'm guessing that it's good that there's an accumulative of her works that you can see that not a lot of... Not every Hollywood big stars or directors or producers make it at the first time. 
Because always see yeah. a lot of sometimes on the news is that oh this is um, their debut and it's on the Oscar nomination. You know、yeah. that kind of news that we see quite often compared、yeah. to you don't see the actual、um, the rest of the. Artists that actually worked hard throughout decades、yeah. and then finally、yeah. scored like a big time, you know, production. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. What about you? What What have you been reading or <laughs> watching? Yeah, um, I haven't been watching so much this week because this kid started school, so you know the、mm-hmm. our routines like going back to the school ten hours, so I can't stay up as late. Anyway, but I've started、um, reading Beastery.、Um, it's by Kaimin Chen, an American Chinese writer, and she's phenomenal.、Oh, She is,、um, I think, I believe this is her debut novel, and、uh-huh. she's、uh, she's also she's already teaching in the tertiary education in creative、um, writing. I think, and she's only twenty、mm-hmm. four. And、okay. I keep we hate her. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But、I、we love her. Love seeing、um, writers in this like between the twenties and the thirties. They're writing such a beautiful, sentimental, and poignant type of、um, story. So, according、mm. to Wikipedia, so the novel really tells the story of three generation women. You know, daughter, mother, and grandmother、mm. who、mm-hmm. moved from Taiwan to. Arkansas, and after hearing the mother tells the folk tale of Hu Gu Po, I don't know if you、um, heard this story when you were growing up, but this is such a,、yeah. a folk tale that was not so much close to my heart. But I I heard this、uh, story when I was growing up. So it's a tiger spirit who eats children、uh-huh. to try to become a human. Okay. So the novel is about that the daughter grows a t- tiger tail and develops powers that she doesn't understand or how to use it.、Um, Chen writes in a very similar style that would kind of reminds me of the vegetarian. Do you remember、yeah. what we talked about? I think the last Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So kind of like a mystical, gruesome, and. Mixed with、uh, the、uh, female emotions,、mm. so、mm. like all the other books that I've mentioned before, like I really highly recommend this book. And Helen, how did you hear about this? Because I remember reading about this book somewhere because、uh-huh. it, it stirred. It's causing a lot of stir in the US. Like people are going apeshit over it. I think it got like a million dollar advance or something like that. Like, oh really? I, I don't yeah, know like, how it's a, well it's it really did- huge. So how did you hear about it?、Um, I was looking up a、um, Asian American writers last nice, year, nice. and every、yeah. time if I go onto Book Depository or Booktopia when I'm trying to order some books for my kids, I order some books for myself、yeah. as well. And yeah. Yeah. I was just looking through, see what's what's the recent release, what's the recent publications. And this one caught my attention because I was thinking, oh, it's a year of tiger, and this one was,、yeah. you know, the cover. You can see the cover. I'm showing just now. Yeah.、Um, yeah. It's got like a yellow tiger, very, very Asian Oriental appearing, and、yeah. I just thought that, oh, okay, it's something interesting, and、mm. I wonder how the the writer would be able to write about, you know.、Um, Stories across generations because we read、yeah. so much of them about Asians in Western di- Asian diasporas in Western countries. Yeah, 
but this one's kind of like a magical realism as well. So okay, it, nice. Um, kind of incorporate a bit of imagination, but also mm-hmm. um, she writes a lot about the conf- um, contradictive feelings with your parents. Mm, which is, mm. is, I think, a lot of immigrants will experience. Like, you know that you know, need to love them as your parents, the, the, your closest yeah. relatives. But at the same time, there's always a boundaries that you would never understand why your parents do that because yeah, of yeah. the traumas that they have experienced. You wouldn't know until yeah. much later. Yeah, and exactly. There's, she writes very beautifully in the way that, you know, sometimes it's really confusing for you as a child. Um experience through physical punishments from your parents yeah 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 yeah. and then like slowly you kind of understand and recognize because that's how they were taught when they were growing up there were no other ways or no other parental styles that they know um i cannot wait to read this because it kind of reminds me of uh, maxine hong kong hong kingston's the woman with the woman warrior which is a very famous book, um, a classic, really, in the American curriculum uh, that was published, I believe, in the 70s, and it has elements of, like, magical realism in okay. there as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it sounds very much like The Woman Warrior-esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow that book after yeah, you, Yeah, definitely. I'm because, halfway through, so, because, yeah. Yeah, because I'm writing a book that I feel like touches on this idea of, like, ghosts and pasts and mm-hmm. not really. It's really not centred on ghosts or anything like that, but, like, I do want to play around with ideas of like the ways in which in our culture um, ghosts are a real thing. Like, yeah, they're really spirits. Spirits are somewhat people. Yeah, spirits are entities that I can give yes. you so much. I can so give you so much oh, ideas yeah. about ghosts and Oriental, you know, folk tales I, I heard when I was growing up. And what oh, I, I like, love that. what I like about this when she start when I when I saw that she was writing about Hugupo. And it's just that immediate sense of remembering the song. We yeah. had a nursery, uh, like a nursery rhyme. How does it go? Uh, how do, how do the uh, Hold on, let me just <laughs> revise myself. It's like, uh, it goes like this. How do, how do the stories Hold on, let me just look up the lyrics. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds nice. And also, I've never heard of that. Ma, I guess mum didn't sing to me. I guess by the fourth child, mum couldn't be bothered <laughs> to sing. <laughs> but you hear it in the, um, like in kindergarten, it's something that's right. very repetitive in a lot of right. um, nursery schools all, in Taiwan. Right. All I remember is, um, <laughs> And what's after that? What's after Liang Zi Lao Hi, 
a, a child saying that a, a story that my mom told me a long time ago in the very very deep mm. uh, night. There's a hukupo, mm. is a tiger spirit mm. witch. Uh, for those kids who likes to cry, stop crying, or otherwise the witch will bite your ear. For those kids who doesn't sleep, go to sleep soon, or otherwise he will, uh, she will bite your uh, pinky. So <laughs> we grow up, we grow up listening to this kind of song, song, thinking that it's kind of like a um, scary tactic for yeah. the kids to behave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But as we we become older, it's basically you come to understand that it's uh, it's a threat. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a yeah, threat totally. to. Um, makes you obedient to what your parents ask you to do, like to stop yeah, crying yeah. or just go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, it kind of reminds me of that um, episode in The Simpsons where Marge is trying to get Maggie to sleep, and she sings a song um, about some cradle in the night or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think and then the English she switches. Well, yeah, yeah, and then she switches the light off, and then Maggie's just like completely startled. Because that song actually just freaks her out. I forget what it is. <laughs> what is it? What song is that? Uh, I can look it up. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure listeners know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, whatever works, right? I mean, I'm sure when you're a parent, all you want is to, like, silence your child for <laughs> a minute, you know, and whatever tactic works. No judgment, man. No judgment. I mean, I had, don't think I've been psychologically... <laughs> Like fucked up over. Yeah, but we know now it's not. It's not a good. It's not the best way to do it because the kids will just oh, yeah. sit down. It's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Before we jump into today's topic of finishing out other six animals from the zodiac, um, which we started last week, can't wait to launch into it. I just wanted to give a heads up to this kind of new study from the Chicago University of Chicago that really startled me this week that mm. I covered for Women's Agenda, and it was that um, basically uh, the study found that um, what what they did was they took the um, they took a study from the from 1979 yes. where like um a group of professors um basically assessed kids mm-hmm. and they they had them they they kind of assessed them according to um, a behavioral criteria. Mm-hmm. So like um if you were clingy, um you were considered like dependent. Mm-hmm. If you um needed attention, you were considered dependent. Like they put people their according to their behavior traits. into categories. Yes. Yeah. And like if you were um if you say like um demanded attention uh not demand attention like if you were not obedient at uh, obedient at home like if you if the child was deemed someone who didn't do what they were asked you were you were categorized as headstrong mm-hmm. likely to argue um, or yeah and if you fought back <laughs> yeah or to lose their temper you're, you're, you were put in the box of headstrong uh-huh. and what they did recently was like they followed these kids into their adulthood wow mm-hmm. and they found that the the girls the women who were in the headstrong category when they were babies when they were children um ended up making like up to around like three thousand dollars less per year wow oh my god due to this category i mean it's not there's there's no direct link obviously there might be like it depends on the career their education mm-hmm. you know different facets but but, but the, what they what, what was interesting was that they actually also found a correlation between the boys you know mm-hmm. the boys in this in the dependent category um they ended up making less mm-hmm. as adults mm-hmm. which kind of just in um it, it, there, there is no proof that just because you know your these traits doesn't mean that you end up making less or more 
but um, there is some like um, correlation. There is some correlation, mm. yeah, like some sort of um, faint superficial correlation, which kind of makes me depressed to be honest, because you know it kind of proves that gender norms, people are still being discriminated, and mm. um, their their earning income being compromised due to these fucked up gender norms. Yeah, it just makes me really like oh, I really just. It was another day of me kind of sighing, in weary, wearily, dis, dis, despairingly thinking, "Oh man, like these things just take generations to change," kind of thing. Yeah, it does. You know, and it, and it kind of reminded me, Helen, mm-hmm. of that study that um, Sheryl Sandberg quoted in her now infamous but who Lean knows, in. <laughs> controversial yeah book Lean In, um, where like you know um, a group of Harvard students were given an. Uh, given a, a survey basically mm. where they were they were given two identical uh, identical CVs yeah. and one was called Howard the name was Howard and the other one Heidi mm-hmm. and like all of them um, picked like they said Howard's um, Howard was like oh competent and like um, confident and and everything and and then Heidi <sighs> they said oh she was too bossy like no I don't want to hire her so like basically there's like yeah. gender discrimination based on your yeah, gender yeah definitely and yeah it just reminded me of that yeah I know it's so sad hey but mm. um it's good to see this kind of dis- uh, research is coming out that we actually recognizing the issues and the gender biases. Yeah, in our generation, and hopefully it will improve into our you know next generations. But yeah. um, just thinking about how many, how much the women have lost, you know, within oh, this generation. Yeah, exactly. For and also the men as well who are actually um, being dependent isn't a weakness, and being strong no, exactly. isn't a, ha- a weakness. Just because you're gendered, yeah. that you're being considered, that is the weaknesses according to your gender. Um, yeah, like headstrong. I don't know. I- I've seen a lot of. I-, I do believe that girls going through puberty, it's it's a huge, massive period of time for them to be mold and shaped and conform yeah. into the society expectations. Mm. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up seeing a lot of, I, I mean, you and myself as well, we've been kind of shaped into following the social expectations. And then now later in our life, realizing that it's not really what we want, then we redevelop mm. ourselves. But I think puberty between like perhaps just preteen age 10 and age 15, there's a huge transformations for a lot of girls I do feel like that um, they are being expected to do things that is more likable yeah and, totally and also that's not been ostracized from your rest of the friends and yeah I guess boys go through that as well because you might see a boy that is very gentle very nice up into age of 10 and then the whole society expects him to become a man and you know doing I don't know rugby or playing very violent sports or following um, culture being aggressive yeah being aggressive um, follow the culture of fast cards and then it just they just transform them you know they kind of bury their deep inside of what they the real person and then for yeah. the sake of the social expectation. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so depressing. Yeah. It's really depressing. 
Yeah, and I, I have to say, this likability thing for girls you mentioned, it doesn't ever go away. Mm. It doesn't ever go away. And I hate that girls get punished. There's so many studies, you know, of women being punished for being headstrong because it's basically like a woman who's basically like acting like a normal human being, right? Mm. Like a man, right? Yeah. Like um, sticking up for herself and that's seen as a detriment to her trait, character. Like, that is patriarchy. That is literally patriarchy. patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, patriarchy is literally men who have um, designated specific behaviours onto the other gender Mm -hmm. to ensure that the other gender just never stands up for themselves. You know, that's, like, really how... How like humans treat animals, I guess. That's you know, right. Like, we, yeah. we still have slaughterhouses, and it's so it's so normal to eat bacon, for instance. I'm like I'm not, I'm not a vegan. I'm not espousing veganism, but I'm just saying it's kind of like the same. Like it, mm. it benefits the patriarchy, i.e., men, for women not to stand up for themselves. Yeah, you know, it's easier for you know the person who's with uh, who's holding the power to control, to modify, you know, to monitor their so yeah. substandard human. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break and we'll be back to talk about the second part of Chinese Animal Zodiacs. Woohoo! So we're back. So I believe last time we left um, it up to around like 1989. We were going to... The year yeah, of the snake tiger or the snake yeah yeah we finished up yeah. the snake and now this week so we're gonna do the last or the final the rest of the six animals on yep. the Chinese mm-hmm. animal zodiac the next one is the horse uh, starting from year 1954 and then you plus or minus 12 years um, there will be the same yeah. So mm-hmm. people who are born in the year of horse are usually optimistic, have a quick, uh, have quick wit, uh, fashionable, observant, and use language as well. They're de- independent and takes initiatives to establish businesses. I'm assuming that it means that they have like um, traits of entrepreneurship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and their strengths mm-hmm. are full of energy, very decisive. Uh, they're very black white, black and white about things. Very straightforward, mm-hmm. passionate. They're good at debates and unafraid of obstacles or challenges. However, their weaknesses can be that um, they can be overreactive at certain point. Um, I'm not quite sure if that's a weakness, you know. Also, that is completely me. I overreact <laughs> yeah, I every it's, small thing. Someone tells me that I'm overreactive. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I can I can I not express my own emotion? Yeah. yeah. And they might be impatient or stubborn. And next, that's me. Man. <laughs> that's you. That's me. Seriously, I'm a horse. I was born in the wrong year. Uh, do you have the next one, the sheep? Yeah. So the sheep slash goat slash ram uh, are are people who were born in 1955 five. or 76 or 79 or 1991. I think I have a friend born in 1991. She's really cool. Um, and um, basically, um, the year of the sheep. So traits of the sheep. If you're a sheep, um, you're usually someone who is like like the animal, gentle and warm, um, and you're usually very full of generosity and kindness. Mm. Your temperament is usually soft, and you're obedient and quite shy. Mm-hmm. Um, so your strength is you have a strong sense in researching and like vor- vor- veracity and full of creativeness. And you forgive others easily. Um, you're patient and you're adaptive to environmental changes. 
So this, I, I like to marry a sheep. Mm-hmm. Sheep person sounds great. Um, your weaknesses is um, that you're you can tend to be indecisive, which I, I find frustrating, but also <laughs> sometimes I'm indecisive. Um, and then you're also easily influenced by emotion, which I think is not necessarily a weakness. A, a weakness. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's a very male perspective. That's right. Think, oh, emotional. Yeah, it's like, a weakness. I, my yeah. whole life is be, be, have been, I think I listen to my emotion mm-hmm. way more than my intellect, honestly. Like it's emotions tell you things. Yeah. Also in the context, it's like, it's, yeah. it's what makes us human. You can't exactly. say that we cannot be detected by our emotion because yeah. that's what makes us human. Yeah. Do you know any sheeps? Uh, I think one of our cousins is. But I don't feel yeah. like... Um, Xiao, like Zhe, Zhe'an, Zhe'an, maybe? Yoshen. Zhe'an, Yoshen. Maybe? Oh, yeah, okay, but I don't yeah, feel yeah. like he's very... He doesn't really resemble... He's none of those things. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> resemble you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the next, next animal, one? Helen? Is the monkey is from the year 1956. So yeah, our mom. Yeah, Shout out to mom. Our mother is a, a, a monkey zodiac. So monkey is the closest association to mankind. So no doubt that monkeys are full of anim- uh, humans' wisdoms, and also they have their own hypocr- hypocrisy. In Chinese, um, how do you pronounce this word? Oh, Ominic? Like a historical oh. record. Oh yeah, an almanac. Almanac. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, yeah. um, um, let me see. Yeah, it's it's called, called almanac. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. according to the Chinese almanac, the monkey oh, yeah, almanac, yeah. represents <coughs> innovators, poets, and people who are enthusiastic about life. Um, mm-hmm. They can also be con artists, you know, who are sneaky but also cr- cr- charismatic. <laughs> Um, so mm-hmm. their strengths are they're highly motivated, they enjoy competition, and they have um, plenty of talent. They like to live in a very romantic, vanity, and materialistic lifestyle. Um, weaknesses, they're high in jealousy. Um, they don't oh, that's not good. often keep their promises. <laughs> Do you think that is very <laughs> relatable yeah. to the monkeys, the people who are born in a monkey, monkey year? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, the next one is the year of the rooster, which is Helen. <laughs> Helen, Helen. Um, so the roosters are anyone born in 1945 or 1957, 1969, 1981, 1993, 2005, which is your son. Yes. Your son is also a rooster. Uh, yes. Well, not 2017. I, th- I feel like one of our nephews might have been born in 2017. Russell? Oh, was it? I Maybe? Think, yeah, I we'll don't have know. to check. Yeah, we'll have to check. Yeah. Um, and roosters are awesome for a lot of different reasons. There's first, the, the roosters are divided into two types. Um, there's the first type who enjoys gossiping and is hot-tempered, and the second type has great insights into many things and observes their surroundings. And they often do that, um, and the second type often does not know how to socialise with <laughs> others. <laughs> I love that. I'm the second type, obviously. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to socialise with others. <laughs> Um, their, their strengths are they're full of energy, they're good with communicating, they like to investigate details, and they work efficiently. They're very straightforward about decision-making, which I really like, and like I like to see myself as someone who is like that as well. Like, if you just make a decision and stick with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really like procrastinating. Yeah. Actually, I hate procrastinating. I hate procrastinators. Just fucking do it. You know, life is short, just yeah. fucking do it. But then I feel like when I do, and when I say that aloud, it feels cruel, because I know that some people... Um, have a lot of mental illness issues or like neurological differences that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's cruel for me very to say. Hard for them. 
yeah, yeah, it's cruel for me to say, just fucking do it when, you know, I don't know what's going on underneath the surface. Um, weaknesses of roosters include they like to debate, they're stubborn. I also just don't like the fact that stubbornness is seen as a weakness. Mm-hmm. I don't think Again. that's a weakness. Yes. Yeah, um, and sometimes they have a weird temperament. I don't know who said that. Some, <laughs> yeah, and then they're slightly selfish. I don't think which, selfish is... Yeah. I don't know. Dep- Depends on the well, context. Like, yeah, also, like, selfishness can be seen... Like, it's so expansive that that mm. definition like like for me selfish like for example selfishness could be like say if you're pouring yourself a glass of water and you don't ask people around you if you'd like if they would like oh really that okay. i feel like is selfish uh, yeah okay um i just feel like yeah, what do you think is selfish well in that context i just feel like it's something they've never really learned as in oh, okay. to care for others not necessary mm. i don't think that's necessarily selfish but okay. yeah but selfish is really it's a really complex aspect i think because what we consider is selfish is not necessarily considered as selfish for other people yeah. and i selfish for me would be like people who will just hold wealth and they mm. have their power and they they don't want to look after other people you know, it's mm. more than just a mm. glass of water. It's more mm. about like the balance in the society to me. Yeah. Okay. But then again, you know, selfish can be interpreted in very in very different ways. As in, yeah. you know, some people consider. Um, how do I put in this? I I think yeah, a lot of people interpret selfish differently because they use the word selfish calling someone else selfish as as an attack for example um women are being called selfish regardless if we want to choose our own career path or if we want to choose to become a mother a wife to look after us the rest of the family you know it's it's all it's a very complicated turn i think yeah yeah i i just generally think this is my kind of um uh, underlying so sort of my underlying philosophy mm-hmm. um i think generally women need to be more selfish that's yes what I think. yeah like yeah. um because um again the patriarchy everything goes back to the patriarchy um we've been taught not to be selfish like mm-hmm. we've been taught basically to be completely selfish selfless, is bad selfless yes. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and that's literally how the past two thousand years the world has functioned it's it's functioned on the basis of women being completely selfless yeah yeah yeah, like not not putting your own needs first Mm -hmm. and the moment a woman puts her own needs first she's labeled as selfish selfish. which i just think is fucked up obviously Mm -hmm. um but yeah um yeah selfishness is such an interesting kind of like label Mm-hmm. And like I remember, we do self care yeah. now, you know. Yeah, self care. That's right. Up everywhere, telling women yeah, to do self care. Also, self care is like a white feminist goop. Yeah, flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because self care is, I think, sometimes self care is over promoted to the point that you being blamed if you're not doing self care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, what's the next um, animal, Helen? Okay, so the next animal is the mm. dog. Uh, for the people who are born in the year of 1958 and 12 years every cycle afterwards, um, people who are born in the year of the dogs are honest, direct, righteous, and studious. They could be the center of attention within their own social circles, but they hope 
they usually hold their deep feelings within themselves. Unhealthy.、Um, I guess they don't share. Yeah, they don't share with others. Um, their sort of strengths are they're very firm with their decisions. They're loyal and reliable,、uh, and also they're very clever with their own opinion, opinions.、Mm-hmm. They're hardworking, and I don't have the weaknesses in front of me. Unfortunately, I don't. Dogs have no weaknesses on the list. They have weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, for me, dogs are perfect. Oh my god, Helen, you know that's like a psychological thing that you did. You just decided not to translate yes. weaknesses. Yes. Definitely, yeah, I think so. It's <laughs>、oh, so funny. funny. Helen just did that subconsciously because she just fucking loves dogs so much. Yeah, I love dogs, but this is、um, speaking of dogs. You know, you know how the, you told me over the、yes. other day that、um, black Labradors are the smartest. Yeah,、uh, yeah. There's a there's a kind of like a myth about、yeah. Labradors that the black ones are the smartest、yeah. amongst you know all the、yeah. colors of the、yeah. Labradors. Um, I saw a black lab. This morning when I was driving through King Street, and I was thinking, hmm, yeah, yes, cute lab, cute smart lab. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what?、Uh, okay, yeah, I've got the okay, weaknesses here. Weaknesses? Um, again, I don't know why, but it says、uh, they、uh, can be hot tempered. Sometimes they follow things blind in blindness. They're stubborn. They don't consider about consequences. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Could be dangerous. Could be dangerous. Um, well, finally, finally, the year of the pig rounds up our twelve zodiac animals of the Chinese calendar. The year of the pig. You are a pig if you were born in nineteen fifty nine or nineteen seventy one or nineteen eighty three or nineteen ninety five or two thousand and seven or two thousand and nineteen. I believe our our sister's kid Evie was born in nineteen two thousand nineteen. So Evie's a pig. Evie's、yeah. a little. So she pig. shouldn't eat pig. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, so people who are pigs,、um, they're hard workers. They always give one hundred and ten percent of all work, and、um, they always desire to make the situation the best of the situation. They have tend to have placid personalities, and they're kind and rather innocent.、Um, the strengths are they're high. They have very high empathetic skills, which I think is like the best kind of skill.、Very、yeah,、important. it's so good、yeah. to ha- be around people who are empathetic.、Um, they're trustworthy. And they trust others, and they're very optimistic, and they're usually extremely helpful as well. I love pigs. The pigs sound like the best people ever.、Um, Weaknesses—they can be very sensitive. Again, I don't think that's necessarily a weakness. Yeah, I、that's、like sensitive people. Weakness, yeah,、um, they're stubborn and conservative. Okay, so what's with stubbornness? Everyone's stubborn. <laughs> I mean, like every yeah, every animal, every animal weakness is stubborn.、Um, conservative,、mm. which I think is yeah, not not. And I guess I'm not into that. <laughs> It depends on、yeah. the subject, I guess.、Um, and they lack the preparation for the future, meaning that they tend to just enjoy the moment. Yeah, which I again, I don't think that's、yeah. a bad thing. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Live in the moment. Be mindful about yeah. yeah. The do you do you know yeah, any pigs, Helen? Besides、them. our two year old Evie. Uh, let me think about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so, so either.、Oh, I don't. I don't recall anyone who. Yeah, a, I don't know anyone、yeah. born in nineteen eighty three. I'm like, I know so many friends who were born in, like, the eighties, but nineteen eighty three. I don't think I know、mm-hmm. anyone born in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, yeah.、Mm. So that wraps up our twelve zodiac、yeah. um, animals. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, I just want to do a quick shout out to.、Um, Sophie and Dominic, who will be、um, playing the debut theater 
um, production MISC at King's Cross Theatre. I think I believe it's next Monday. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, go up and we've got the show. We have the link on our show note and please check it out if you are free that those three nights get a ticket and go and have a look um and yeah that's it so anything else yes no um, i'm looking forward to i think next week we might do um i'm really looking forward to our pod on valentine's day just our thoughts about on valentine's (laughs) day and the idea of romance you know Mm, yeah i can't wait Okay, so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Remember to give us a five-star rating. We welcome listeners to send us your feedback and any topics you would like us to explore. See our updates on our socials and make sure you share them with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of Asian bitches down under. So we'll chat to you next time. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.